0: What is going on baseball fans welcome to episode 15 of season three of this week in baseball presented by diamond digest i am your host jordan lazowski for this week sam joseph tavi will be joining me on this episode we'll be talking a lot uh, about the upcoming awards races as the year comes to an end we'll also be talking about the few races uh, for either division or wild cards that remain close but we're coming quickly to the end of the season Thank you for joining us through now 15 episodes. Let's get into it. First of all, how's everyone doing?
1: I, was, I survived. Bangles lost.
0: Bangles lost. You're not. So you're wearing your Seattle stuff instead of claiming any sort of Cincinnati.
1: I don't own any Cincinnati merch because it's too expensive here.
0: So no allegiance to them whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, you recently got back from... Uh, pretty interesting
2: conference. Yeah, well, I didn't go anywhere. It was digital. Uh, but Mentally, mentally, I was in Rockford, Illinois at the International Women's Baseball uh, Center conference uh, that was specifically about Title IX this year. It was really, really great. They had some fantastic presenters. Uh, The presentations will be up on YouTube soon, probably within the next week. I highly recommend checking them out. There's a really, really, really fantastic presentation, especially about uh, women in Major League Baseball Not just as coaching, but on the field as players. Um, There's also a really, really great panel um, with uh, uh, female umpires, Perry Barber, who is an American and um, an umpire from uh, Italy and an umpire from Taiwan um and some of the challenges that they face i mean it's 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 tough in the u.s alone which is a very baseball you know America's it's america's pastime it's hard enough for a woman um the challenges that they face overseas in fact sophia who and in- and Taiwan wasn't even allowed to touch baseballs uh, some uh, at one point in her career as the umpire she was not allowed to touch a baseball really? uh, yeah so it, it, it there's some cultural things that are going on there's some support things that are going on um, but to hear them talk uh, is really just really inspiring there was another really great wow. panel with women who cover sports um, Shakia Taylor was in that who is just a fantastic she's based out of Chicago she's Phenomenal. I think I brought her up. She goes by Curly Fro um, on Twitter. Uh, worth, a, absolutely worth a follow. Fantastic. Uh, but just hearing, and they also had um, uh, Melissa Ludke. She wasn't on the panel, but she was She's part of the conference. Melissa Ludke was the woman who uh, challenged Major League Baseball for the right for women to be in locker rooms um, and really just fought that fight in the 70s. And unfortunately, it's still kind of being played out in small scale across uh, little micro micro things, you know, happening. uh, But talking about the, the the fight that happened and how it's gotten better and how far we have to go. So it was like half extremely infuriating and half just like maybe want to punch the sun. Um, but I really strongly suggest anyone who's listening, but especially if you are a woman who is interested in writing about baseball, you know, like I am, uh, it's very inspiring. It's very great. And um, there's just a lot of, a lot of good knowledge to have about baseball, about title nine, about, where women's baseball is headed uh, it was really interesting because there's definitely an older and a younger crowd the older crowd uh, also because *A league of their own was released on amazon uh, justine siegel who won uh, a lifetime achievement award she was actually one of the advisors on that show so we talked a little bit about that i i worked on i repaired some of the equipment from that show um so like we all had a connection to that so if you if you enjoyed that show if you enjoyed Anything to do with women's baseball, highly recommend uh, checking that out because there's just a lot of, a lot of really cool stuff. And, um, uh, but, but at the two generations, it's funny, like the older generation wants a league of their own, like they want a women's, they want kind of like the WNBA for major league baseball. Um, but the younger generation is like, nah, women can do it. What up? You know? <laughs> so it's really interesting to talk about, uh, the, or to, to hear about the structures that, you know cuz as once once a girl reaches like 11 12 she gets shunted off into base mm-hmm. into softball well if she stayed in baseball and stayed with the same amount of training and conditioning and just specialization that boys get you know baseball is kind of a power heavy sport but like Trey Turner's not a heavy dude he's just kind of a wiry strong dude and you know there are women who can have that same build and and be successful so Really interesting things to think about. Really interesting things about where the sport might be headed, uh, especially on an international level. Highly recommend checking it out.
0: Well, thank you for sharing. And trust me, as someone who lives in Illinois, you were much better off being virtually in Rockford, Illinois. <laughs> than physically there. So, but no, that sounds like an awesome experience. And hopefully, you know, people listen to this. People see some of the um, highlights and some of the video that comes from it. And are inspired by it. so
2: yeah if you're if you're interested iwbc for me on twitter or international women's baseball center.com they'll be uh i'm sure they'll be they'll be posting stuff they have a youtube channel which is ah the link will be on the website though so. yeah
0: so yes thank you for sharing and like uh be said if you're interested if you think it's of interest to you or if you're just someone looking for new information make sure to check it out so Let's jump into the standings as we start to get into some of the races we're going to talk about, both from an award standpoint as well as from a divisional standpoint. In the American League, if the season ended today, um, this is recorded during Sunday Night Baseball, but it's Dodgers-Giants, so this really doesn't mean much to Mm -mm. everything I say after this. So, that being said, Yankees in first place by five and a half games in the AL East in the AL Central Cleveland. Is three and a half games up on the Chicago White Sox, and in the West, Houston's already clinched that one, so that one's kind of done and over with. In the National League in the East, the Mets hold just a one-game lead over the Braves. The Cardinals an eight-game lead over the Brewers in the Central, and the Dodgers are—they're going to want to roll some of these games over to next season uh, with how far ahead they are.
2: Go for in, it
0: in the Wild Card. Your top three teams in the AL, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Baltimore, just four games out. The White Sox, five games out. Minnesota, seven and a half out. And then after that, it kind of feels like you're done. Even at seven and a half and five, it feels like you're done. Um, In the wild card in the National League, the Braves, the Padres, and the Phillies are your top three teams. Milwaukee, just two games out. And then after that is the Giants at ten and a half. So they're kind of done with it. Um, So these – Races are starting to take shape or finishing taking shape, honestly, in some of the cases of the AL West and the NL West. So the West is pretty much taken care of. There are still a few interesting races, the NL East being one of them far behind that, but somehow still competitive. The AL Central and then I think we need to talk about the Padres, too. I'll let you guys kind of start, but there are some things here that two weeks left in the season still have to get sorted out.
2: Well, we talked about the uh, last week I brought up that it would be interesting to see the Mariners Padres series because they are two teams who are different leagues, but very much kind of in a similar position when it comes to wild card standings. And they split the series. So like they, they both really probably wanted to take that series, but I guess best case scenario for both teams is that they split it. And I thought that was kind of kind of interesting it was very close one one was a it was a it was a, a close game and then a, a not very close game Seattle uh, put the pain down on the, in the second uh, in the second game but yeah it was it was a I guess best case scenario for those two teams right except for Juan Soto
0: yes Juan Soto is having a fair share of his own issues out there in San- and, and and I'm assuming I mean, as, if, as should you have been a fan of the Padres, you're looking at that team, it's like, there is no reason this should even be even close in the National League wild card. And somehow, this is still close. I, 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 I wonder, looking at a guy like Soto, what went wrong there, or what's going on? This is a long slump to just say it's a slump.
3: Well, like, you can blame some of it. Like, I didn't think Monsanto was going to be like... <laughs> the same Juan Soto he was in Washington, just because you're moving from Washington to Petco and Petco is like one of the worst, if not the worst of place to hit in baseball. So I expected him to slide back a little bit, but he's just gone down so much. It's just baffling because he has all the talent to put it together. It's just something is not right. Internally.
1: He's
2: facing a lot of new pitchers too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the NL West is a more difficult division. Um, he sees the Dodgers more often. He sees, I mean, even even the Arizona Diamondbacks have giving them a little bit of a problem. Like, you know, they like it's just a different set of pitchers that he's seeing more often. It's still national league, but like it it um it's a harder division. Um, and we cannot pretend that the Tati's Hullabaloo didn't have some sort of impact on the clubhouse and Potentially his mental game. Um, I think he's a really solid dude. I think he's got a really good baseball head on his shoulders. But I mean, you saw them lining up outside of Petco. The amount of pressure that is on him is immense. And, you know, it what took a week before he was getting booed, Um, maybe two weeks. Um, So it's just it's a completely different environment. Especially, you know, what, what Joseph was saying about just Petco in general, but also like there's a mental element to it, not just the, the physical element and the way that the, the park is. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of pressure. He, he is kind of back. He had a really good game today. Um, so I mean, he's still completely capable of it, which we all knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if there was just some kind of emotional stuff. Going on that might have translated into not being himself at the plate. Still got a lot of walks, though. Still got that good eye.
1: I mean, yeah, I think like guy like Soto, I feel like his like like I feel like his intelligence as a player is really underestimated. Because like mm-hmm. that, because like the guy like Soto, like if he's in the NLNL East, he faces like even if guys like Freed and Degrom are like lights out, he's the kind of guy who can like time up their fastball or any of their pitches after one game and like i think his i think part of what makes him so good is his ability to like retain like like basically when norm, normally when a pitcher is like oh the third time around they don't get as good when most pitchers face Soto, oh it's like the 12th time around for Soto because he still gets it Racco. and then he's-, then he's back he's back to square square like square one with a lot of these guys And
3: it is kind of a gauntlet in the West, too, with pitching. Like, you have Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen in Arizona. You have the greatest ERA rotation probably in a while in the Dodgers. You have Logan Webb in San Francisco. It's just hard to hit.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, you know, like I think we've all said, there's going to be a multitude of factors to it. I mean, you look at a team where you're the new guy on a new team, and you happen to be coming – right around the same time as Patis is up for BDD. So you're in a tough situation as a player coming onto a different team like that, almost forced to feel like I'm the guy now. This is what they traded everything for.
1: Even if he was the guy in Washington, there was no pressure to win.
2: Exactly.
1: For as long as Juan Soto has been the guy, was the guy for the Nationals, the Nationals were bad. Right. And and
0: even like, you'd have guys still around to kind of, you know, he was still known as the guy, but probably didn't have to feel like he was there. there. There's a difference. Yeah. Like the difference between like everybody else knowing you're the best player on your team, but feeling it personally, and then going to a team like a Padres and seeing the hall they give up. Now it's like, Oh, I have something new to live up to. Like, I like- have five or six minor league names now to live up to in, in terms of making that Sort of investment
1: worth it. And with like a guy like you know like have like Mike Trout or Shohei Otani, they have never played for anything in their in their major league careers. Got to
0: throw, throw an Angels uh, dig in there, no matter what.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean like Juan Soto on the Nationals, was like Mike Trout on the Angels. Part of what makes made him so good was that there was no pressure. He could just go out there play baseball, whether he was good or bad. The results are probably the same in the long run,
0: and things will adjust. Then, I, I don't see this being on the, the
1: Padres. Run. He's like, okay, if mm-hmm. he's got to be like, if I'm bad, team's bad. If I'm good, the team's good. Yeah, and like, and I think that will adjust. Where I,
0: I, I don't see a concern long term. But for Padres fans, it, you, you're looking at the standings, and it's like you're not. I don't want to say you're that worried because like Milwaukee's two games out you're still a half. I mean, you're two games up on them, you're half game up on Philadelphia. Like, Do you worry? Should you worry? Do you feel like we're still the Padres and we'll take care of things over the next two weeks that are left? And, you know,
2: well, it, it let's be... just put it this way. They're playing the Cardinals in mm-hmm. the double magic, a three game series coming up this week. And then they've got the Rockies, but they've got the Rockies oh. in Colorado, which is just an absolute crap shoot. You never know. Mm-hmm. Like, course field gonna course field sometimes it course fields for thee and sometimes it does not um yeah. then they've got uh chicago back i'm oh, sorry not chicago los angeles back in at home chicago mm-hmm. white socks who are the white socks but still there's still talent there Watch and, it. Then, <laughs> and then they they're still look it, not everyone got la Russa'd. um but and then they play san francisco so i think this this next two week span is going to be, is going to be a test because again, Cardinals, but it's Cardinals in Petco. So who knows what kind of double magic is going to pop up there. Um, it's, it'll be an interesting schedule. I still think they make the playoffs. Um, I don't think there's, I think uh, what I'm looking at, I San Francisco is not going to do anything. The Brewers maybe, um, but I think the Brewers will knock out Philly before they knock out the Padres. And I mean, mathematically, yes, that's how it would happen anyway. But I, I honestly think I think San Diego is a slightly better team than the Brewers. Um, and then maybe I just jinx them. So who knows?
1: Although I do think it's interesting because <laughs> if you're a National League team, like if you're the Phillies, the Padres, or the Brewers, you want to make the playoffs, but you do not want to be the five seed. Like you want to be the six seed. Every team mm-hmm. wants to be the sixth seed. Because they think they have a better shot against the Cardinals than they do the, the Braves.
3: Or the Mets. Yeah.
0: Because
1: the Cardinals
3: working. are a good team, but you are playing basically three straight in the hardest environment to play in in the National League. If you mm-hmm. go to Atlanta, and then yeah. Atlanta wins the division, then you have to play in Queens, which is maybe even tougher to play in as a road team. Like, it's but, just but, not going
1: to be fun. Then, like, even if you're the sixth seed, but you go let's say you beat the Cardinals like the Juan Soto hits 28 home runs in three games somehow, and then you face the Dodgers. And then, then, the, question, and then the question is, do you want to face, like, if you're these, if you are a team, like if you're one of these teams, what's the easier road? Do you want to face, do you want to go Braves Mets or do you want to go Cardinals Dodgers?
3: I think now, you want to go sh- Braves Mets because we saw like the Dodgers and Giants have a division race for the ages last year and they were exhausted
2: mm-hmm. in that
3: division series. The Dodgers mm-hmm. were beaten up going into the championship series and Atlanta just didn't have to make mistakes. 88 wins, your guys
2: are pretty rested, so.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're just kind of hoping maybe the same thing happens like okay, the Braves are beaten up, we could beat them. The Mets are beaten up. We can beat them, even the, with a bye. And then you just have to hope that the Dodgers get knocked out and you have a clear road to the pennant.
1: Or you just say... Or maybe the Dodgers just go full throttle for the next two weeks for no reason. They're the Do- wins. Because they're the Dodgers. They're trying to... they're having fun. They're going to win out. Let's say they want to win out, win every single game, beat the record. That... like. You like I feel like like you you're, we're gonna reach a point in like the last series of the season where the five I think there is a chance that one of these like five or six like the maybe the five seed throws a game to lower their seed
0: it's a risk but when you look at it the way you look at it
2: you yeah you, you either I, want to- I don't think that happens unless it comes down to the last game of the season. Yeah, and so I'm not terribly want- sure. It does. But if you clinch,
3: if you Milwaukee's clinch too what's close the point? For comfort.
2: If
0: Milwaukee doesn't end up getting that close, then I yeah. think
2: that race goes into the last week. I mean, with three games, two and a half games separating three teams, mm-hmm. that's 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 the end of the, especially given the schedule that that at least um the, the Padres have.
1: I think that the my bet is that one of these three teams either chokes or goes on a massive run to end the year. I don't think they're all going to stay like this. Right. Like this tightly packed group. One of those teams is going to go hot or cold. It's just a matter of which one.
2: I mean, I think the you NL, know, I think the AL, maybe Baltimore gets hot, but four games out, Four games is a lot at this. Point. Four games is a a lot, a lot at this point, and I don't know what their schedule looks like. Let's I mean, take if a they
1: look. if they can su- if they like, what Tigers?
2: <laughs> They've got Houston, Boston, the Yankees, and Toronto.
0: Yeah, that might be over.
2: Yeah. So... Hey, but if
1: they sweep the Tigers, they could take. I think they got a shot.
2: The Tigers. It's not, it's
1: not yeah. a good one, but they have a shot.
3: The Yankees have stopped imploding for the time being, but. They're yeah, one but... push
1: away from going down that cliff again. Do you think they're actually going to try by the time they're placing the Orioles?
0: They're going to have to. Toronto's going to sneak up on them too quick. Yeah. I they think... really Like, five and a half is a lot. But you don't want to... It's, it's, only, it's only two
2: games. It's only two games between... Or is it two? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking wrong. No, I'm no, just, no like, you're right. You're right. Sorry. I'm looking. Yeah. Yeah. Five and a half of the lot. Like,
0: we had said four was a lot, but it's like... When you know you're gonna have AL East teams doing battle against each other, like mm-hmm. you you can't
1: necessarily afford to just be like eh, it's whatever. Also, their last series is against the freaking Rangers. Who is that? New Yankees. York? Yankees. Uh, they're gonna take care of business if they. Oh, have- I don't
0: know if they'll take care of business. I just don't think they're gonna be like, yeah, we can
1: sleepwalk too. Like, I, I think they're. Mean, heck, I mean, like, do you think they're really gonna trot out like? Do you really think they're going to trot out trot out Cole? Like I think they sh- they should. I, th- I think they're probably going to. I
2: think it's going to come down to what the pitcher needs to say healthy and not what they need to. Yeah. Game, and he's probably going to say, Maybe. "I don't want to
0: take that Maybe. much time off before a playoff."
2: Yeah, pitchers true. are
0: hardwired in in a way where it's like.
1: They pitch every they five days. They have creatures to. a
2: habit. Yeah, they're yeah, absolutely. The thing is, is
1: like you
3: have enough of a cushion with like how bad the central's been to where you don't have to worry about losing your buy. You know what I mean? You can do whatever That's you want. A fair
1: point.
0: That is a fair point.
1: Yeah, I mean, like if the Blues... you would just
0: have to feel that sure about the division, which
1: I, I... I mean, they have. I big year.
0: seen how the Yankees have played at times. This
1: year. I mean, okay, let's look at the Blue Jay schedule. They have Phillies. Rays, Yankees, Red Sox, Orioles.
0: Like when you know you have three against an opponent still that is right behind you, I have a hard time believing they're just going to be like, yeah, we'll take the foot off the gas a little bit. Even if it means like, yeah, they still wouldn't lose their by they might end up losing the division. Like that's That's what I would be concerned about.
1: Toronto still. is running the gauntlet for the rest of the season. They don't have an easy series in there. They
0: Boston's not. I
1: think I think the chances of Boston like kind of sliding away by the end from the division, like even though they're definitely being a, they're gonna they're gonna be a wild card. Mm-hmm. I think the chances Boston? of Boston, uh, not um, mm-hmm. Blue Toronto. Jays, Blue Jays, Blue Thank Jays.
2: Thank you. I was Blue. like, oh my god.
1: Yeah, no, Boston <laughs> is actually gonna.
2: <laughs> I mean, technically, <laughs> Boston's could. gonna win
1: out, and every other team that they're competing against is actually gonna lose out. So they're gonna win. Uh, they're they're gonna make it. Their, their elimination number might be one, but don't let that fool you. <laughs> uh, you can
2: hover there. I mean, hey, the Dodgers, it's not like anyone knew when the Dodgers actually clinched anyway, so.
1: Who knows? Right. The, well, the thing
2: the with Dodgers Toronto, clinch. like,
3: with that gauntlet of a schedule is, is, like, you don't want to, like, fall behind in this AL wildcard race for the most part. Because if you're <laughs> in Toronto, you're like, I don't want to face Tampa in the wildcard series. Right. I don't want to go to Seattle. You it's know what long I mean? Flight. And conversely, like if it's the Guardians that come out of the Central, I don't want to face that pitching staff either. So there's not a as win. There's be. not
2: a like,
3: like you have no. to have your foot on the gas and like try for the division, as yeah. ludicrous as it might sound.
2: Oh my God! Can we just talk about how Cleveland's at 79 wins and winning, winning the division? These these teams, these and teams, man, Cleveland the Central.
0: Baseball, and you're not going to convince me. Andres Jimenez <laughs> is
1: Andres Jimenez is the truth. <laughs>
0: It's the most frustrating team to watch because you're like, I I can't defend against this. Like, it's just <laughs> speed and stupid little ground balls here. It's like, I can't defend against this. Like, Are
2: they're, think, they're, I, If they win the World Series with less wins than the Braves. But you look at
0: a team like that, it's like, you can see in a three or five game series just giving teams fits. And it's like... Mm-hmm. People are like, yeah, they're not that. they're not they're not
1: good. They're, they're obviously good enough. I mean here's the thing. If they win but a series, it's, like, it's they're, Cleveland they're, all they're over. Frustrating.
0: Again. Yeah.
1: Mm. Like they are like if they can if they win their wild cards, if they like their wild card series, because they're not getting a buy. Right. If they win a playoff series, like I do not want to go to Cleveland. I don't want to go to Progressive Field to play a game. I just don't. They're like, not a fun team to play. I mean, and I think that atmosphere is, like, it's going to be, like, Braves levels. Like, if they can win a series, if they they get there.
0: And part of the issue, too, is it's a very easy team to overlook. It's a very easy team to be like, yeah, 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 we got this. It's it's fine. Even if you don't do that as a team, you do it mentally, kind of. Yeah. Very easy team to accidentally do that. And then you you have to face
3: Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie, and you're screwed. Right. And all of a sudden, you're down 2-0. I
1: mean, really, they are built for a wild card series. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was just looking at their roster and it's...
1: It's, it's so aggravating.
2: I mean, there's a couple names that stand out, but also like Miles Straw. I haven't really thought hey, about you Miles were Straw me. in a long time. It's not disrespect. <laughs> I just haven't thought about it for a while. You were like, Miles Straw. Right there. Is, like, this, is this sort of like... I mean, this is an older team still. I'm looking. There's a lot of 90s babies. There is not... Oh, there's a lot of 90s babies here. So, it's an older team. Man, are they, are they giants huh? Are they 2021 20, giants thing Is that what's happening here? Is that No,
1: not really, because they're not 80s babies.
2: That's true, that's true. That's the, the giants were
0: team, it's, it's a frustration level. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the Cardinal Devil magic in its own form, where it's like, like you're not sure how they're winning games. They're doing it, mm-hmm. and they find themselves, I mean, truly... With the White Sox and Guardians playing three games this week, they find themselves one win away from being like, yep, we're done here. They, they win one of those three games. It's like, yep, cool. We can coast this next week and a half because there's there's nothing left for us, um, which is wild to say about that team. I, I would have never Well, they're
2: playing team. the White Sox, the Rangers, <sighs> the, they have the Rays, and they have a six- Game series against the Royals.
1: Right, they're in. They're in. They're making it. So, yeah.
0: All they all they need to do is win one game against the White Sox, and you'd feel good. They're, are they're, like, they, yep, they're,
1: they're taking care of business.
3: Yeah. Okay. Or conversely, and... on this one. They clone Dylan Cease six times <laughs> and just throw <laughs> nothing but Dylan Cease <laughs> at you.
1: I feel like I could. I feel like any major league hitting staff could time up Dylan Cease after facing him four times, though row, four yeah. days straight of do not I feel like they could like he would not the Cleveland series. Also look, I don't know. While we're talking about Cleveland. Emmanuel Classe is the best closer on the planet.
0: I say it's phenomenal. It's fun it, it's a team where you understand at some point why they're good. Like the bullpen's phenomenal. Rotation's great and the offense just scrapes by enough. and it's one of those teams where you know assuming they sneak in not sneaking, but they finish off the division, and don't let someone else sneak in is more so my point. Um, I still wouldn't want to play them, and I, I think whether you look at them or the one other race, I do want to talk about it's a little bit closer. We really didn't come to a resolution on NL East NL East between the Atlanta Braves and the Mets. Who who wins that one?
2: Hmm.
0: Like we just kind of assume both of them are in, which is true, but the difference between being a division winner and a wild card winner, like that's a big difference.
1: All right, hot take. The Braves will win the division, but the Mets will go deeper in the postseason.
3: Okay. Kind of think I'm trying, I'm looking at right now like that where is that too last Braves Mets series is cuz that's going to determine who wins the division if it's in Atlanta or in Queens. Mhm. I mean, you're sitting two teams with 55
0: losses. Mets have. Well, they're
2: playing the Mets once more, so they have the, they have a series uh, at mm-hmm. the end of the month. Yeah,
3: it's in a it's in Atlanta. It's the Braves division.
2: Yeah, Braves I are like big
3: game. It's
0: like I, you want those three at home. Yeah,
2: I mean they're playing. Atlanta is playing the Nationals, the Phillies, the Nationals again, then the Mets, then Miami.
1: I like my concern with the Braves in the postseason is how much of that team is built on, right now, on Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. But you still
0: feel like they're probably a division winner, though.
1: Yeah. It's different. Winning the division is a lot different than playing good postseason baseball.
0: Sure. But, I mean, you're a team now. You're probably going to get a bye. I don't see the Cardinals catching fire and getting that bye.
1: It's exactly what the Cardinals would do, though.
0: It is what they would do. That's exactly that what the Cardinals do. would do. In my words later. Mm-hmm. Like yourself a buy now, and you don't got to worry about the randomness of a wild card. You have the set ability
3: to set yourself up.
0: Yeah, it's a lot about Strider and Harris, but you've gotten yourself through
3: the first gauntlet by having a buy. So I, I think and Max Freed has been pitching really well too. Let's not overlook that by any means. It is
2: pouring rain in San Francisco, and I swear to God, if one of the Dodgers gets hurt. In this game that means nothing because nothing. they won't stop okay they're, they're about to call the game oh i was about to get mad i was about yeah. to get real mad anyway about- uh justin turner singled in freddie freeman and freddie freeman runs like a pile of logs falling over i don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen him but it's kind of amazing i think they're gonna pause the game which is good i that's the thing right now it's like health like which all, the other part of it is who can stay healthy yeah um we, the Dodgers have been lucky. Um, you know, DeGrom is back. Let's hope he stays back for the Mets. You know, health is like the wild card factor that no one can really figure it in. I mean, last year, I honestly think Max Funcy getting injured last season was I, mean, was, I mean, we all know the real reason why the Dodgers sucked last year. Well, they didn't suck, but you know what I mean. Um, only the <laughs>
1: Dodgers could suck and make the NLCS.
2: <laughs> well, the starting rotation was thrown into shambles when they hired Well, NLC. not only that, but come one
3: Max...
1: Sure, is an injury from winning that NLCS. Quite
2: yeah. Frankly. Uh, let's
3: see yeah.
1: how many straight like postseason appearances do the Dodgers have? Like, Nine. Ten? Well, oh, ten. well,
2: minus, yeah, no, 10. Division, uh, uh I, can't division help no- wins.
1: I can't help but notice that their, that their only ring was a Mickey Mouse ring. Uh, yeah, because so... your team didn't
2: try either, did it?
1: Okay. Yeah, but we scored yeah. m-
3: runs in the Mickey Mouse series, though. Let's not forget that.
2: <laughs> we held the home run series record for uh, the Rangers' home field. Just us in the postseason. Why did you think going there was that. a
0: smart idea, Sam?
2: Yeah, I mean. no. you're. There's two of us, and you're wrong. So don't worry I know. I I'm like, <laughs> I'm nah. just going to sit here
0: and let it happen. I'm like, I, I would not have. I would not have.
1: Nah. Every single thing that happened in 2020 was a Mickey Mouse something. Fake year didn't happen.
2: You guys do know that there's an actual Mickey Mouse Angel statue in the parking lot, right? There's a team with an actual Mickey Mouse statue, and it's and it's the team that says it's from Los Angeles and isn't.
0: That's fair. I say Anaheim.
1: No, it's not. I don't know. I've never, it's I've never been. Be- I've, n- I've never been west of Chicago. So got a lot of hot takes. I- I'll give you that, and most of them are wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, well that, that was actually, a good I, thing. I, cease, and I think that serves as the perfect segue to kind of the next sort of thing <laughs> we're talking about. Um. What well, obviously, game. watching these races within the division over the next couple of weeks, but also it's the last time for you to, if you're one of the finalists for any sort of. Board, MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, to really make your mark at this point. And, you know, we want to talk about all of these at least a little bit, but I think the most intriguing one remains Aaron Judge, Shohei Ohtani,
3: AL MVP. Joseph, who's your winner? Uh, It's Aaron Judge until Ohtani's next start because I would go, like, back and forth. Like, I saw Ohtani leads the Angels in, like, all p- Triple Crown categories. Pitching Triple Crown, hitting Triple K, like, this is phenomenal. And then you look at Aaron Judge's WRC+, you're like, oh my god, this is phenomenal. I can't decide. It's frustrating. It's fun to watch, but it's frustrating as someone who might have a vote at some point in his career. Debbie, what about you?
2: I mean, my heart says Shohei Otani um, because... Uh, as much crap as I give the angels, they are our neighbors and also show he's just a phenomenal player. Like the fact that he is a two way player has to f- factor in, right? Um, what he's doing on the mound and what he's doing in the box is pretty fantastic. I think Aaron judge wins it. Um, and it also depends on both of them staying healthy in these la- in these next couple of weeks. Um, hopefully they both do, but, but there's such. <sighs> it, it i I don't know I, Sho, Shohei has my vote, I think judge will win it. Let's just put it that way.
1: that's fair uh, Sam yeah, I mean, I kind of think it's along similar lines. I mean Sh- Shohei Otani is the best player on the planet he has he has more value to his team than any player will ever have to their team ever again, except for future seasons of Shohei Otani. Aaron Judge, if Aaron Judge put together a measly four-war season, the Yankees are still good. Imagine the Angels without Shohei Otani. Yeah, Imagine.
2: but
3: conversely, the Yankees are not winning the division if Judge puts up a four-war season.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. But I think, I mean, like, even like, even, even though I've just made an argument regarding team success, disregarding team success uh <laughs> Like every graphic I see is, you know, like, oh, Aaron Judge beats Shohei Otani in all these offensive categories in very, very small text. Shohei Otani also is top five in ERA in the American leagues.
2: That's important. That's his whole other job. He has two jobs. Aaron Job has one job.
1: Shohei Otani is like one of the best hitters in the American league still.
3: He's fourth in ERA+, plus, and the three guys ahead of him have all had their name, like, mentioned as a Cy Young winner at some point this season. Shane McClanahan, Dylan Cease, and Justin Verlander. Like, that's freakishly incredible. Like, you can't describe that. Like, that John a-
2: John Heyman just put out his there's no East Coast bias thing, and everyone was just like, you're wrong. There is. That's where the judge vote, like, kind of comes in, right? Like, there's a lot of East Coast writers And Mm. is it the right time to bring up bias against uh, foreign players? Maybe. Um, I don't, I think Shohei has to some extent transcended that just because of how amazing he is, but that is still there. And especially in some of the old good old boys who are very much still around and voting, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, at the
0: end of the day, I do think it's going to come down to something simple enough. Does Judge hit 62 or doesn't he? I think if he doesn't hit 62, Shohei still got a chance. I would vote Shohei Otani. I think my opinion last year was that if you can do both, you are always going to probably be the most valuable player, even if you're not awarded. it. And I think I should stick with my take.
1: I think sixty-two home runs.
0: If you hit sixty-two, though,
1: now you have a narrative
0: on top of. It's like the Miggy Trout um, MVP race. Miggy wins
1: the triple crown. He gets the MVP. Miggy had
0: the triple crown, even if Trout was more valuable. Miggy had the narrative of the triple crown. But at least
1: yeah. Mike Trout got Rookie of the Year as a consolation prize to be fair. right. But it's the same
0: <laughs> kind of thing when there's an, a narrative that's how do I phrase this more baseball
2: it is it is still writers voting
0: right there's a narrative that's very baseball-y like triple crown like super traditional baseball roger mayor's home run record like a lot of people don't accept Bonds's, so like he would be their new or uh, bonds Maguire, all of that stuff they don't really accept it because the steroids and all that you, coming across. it's
1: it. still the al record
0: right it's still the al record regardless but it's like they they could see it as like this is actually the record. Actually, speaking of
1: of, this thing in Triple Crown, Judge has a a shot at the Triple Crown.
0: So it's like, and you're going to hear that too. Now maybe he wins two out of three categories in the Triple Crown. But what about this?
1: All right, He's hitting 312, Arias is hitting 316. It is close. What if Otani puts up two, because he's probably going to have two more starts. What if he puts up two more starts like he did last
3: night? Seven innings, no run ball. And puts his name in the Cy Young discussion too.
0: I think... His it got so much closer like, after
3: that. Like
0: I see, I'm of the opinion that the additional contributions have to come from the offensive side because he's he's trying to beat out another hitter. Like he has to show he's that much better on the hitting side. That's my opinion. If he puts up two more great starts and puts himself in Cy Young, great. I mean, he should already be there. Like he's gonna probably finish top four, five, six Cy Young. Like,
3: yeah, but he's but I would probably put him top three in Cy Young probably steal votes from Verlander because of the West coast riders and probably give the award to cease because of that. And then you're looking at like, okay, he just decided the Cy Young race by himself. Right. And is still a phenomenal hitter on top of that.
1: That's a lot of value. Right. I mean, I don't think you can really make an argument. If he's like, if he like pitches more, like two more starts of lights out of lights out pitching, and he throws in, like, another two weeks of, like, 150, 160 OPS plus ball. How can you say no? Regardless of what Aaron Judge does, I think there are... Because
0: definitely- I, I just think it's going to be such a narrative thing. I think there's a better shot if Judge doesn't listen
1: I to. Think, I think, like, I feel like it's 3 3 the point where Otani is so good it's boring.
0: Well, yeah, now it becomes, like, the Trout effect, essentially.
1: Right. Okay. Like, like, all these, like, writers and, like, whole points, like, people like us who are like, I'm actually Shohei Otani and provides more words. Like, you think we're just, like, uh, these nerds. Is that what you so, think nerds sound like? It's what baseball writers think nerds sound like. <laughs> so it's what we think nerds sound like by association. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> and, I, I do think that remains the most interesting one. I don't know what the resolution... I still would like to see what Judge does in terms of when he's chasing five homers over the next 20 or so games?
1: He has 59.
0: He has 59? Yeah, oh, yes. he has 58 and
1: 59 today.
0: Oh, he hit 58 and 59. Okay, so he has to hit three in 15 to 20
1: games? He can do that in his sleep. I don't know. He
0: might get that.
3: Like My friend texted me, and he's like, what is Judge on pace for? And he's on pace for 66.
0: If he hits 66 home runs, it's his. If, and whether hit- or not you agree with it, it's going to be the narrative piece that drives it. I, I think.
1: It. I think if he hits anything, I feel, I feel like there's still a conversation if he hits less than 65. Like I think a 64 yeah. home run judge season, but then Shohei Otani, which like is amazing for the next two weeks as well, it'll be split.
0: I'm very curious for this. I'm thinking is this we, like at, now, at this point we'd all give it to Otani, but we don't think he. Is that the general
1: yeah. consensus yes pretty much uh, i'm leaning judge just
3: based on how well he performed today <laughs> so but no Tony's gonna... gonna do something tomorrow I'm like okay no i'm giving it back right to it
1: is mid-september and you're still on a day-to-day basis that's how close this is
3: that's, it's, it's a cool race
1: yeah
0: that's like, i
1: like it. i think it reminds me of vado stanton to an extent yeah because everyone's like, "Oh my god, John Stanton hits all these home runs,
0: and uh, he's doing this and then this, and
1: and this. then then everyone just overlooks how freaking good Joey Votto was that year."
0: It makes it's sad he week.
2: got hurt.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, we had a fun couple of weeks though with this run down here. So let's see,
1: what do you guys think is the next most intriguing? Uh, I want to say it's got. I mean, it's got. I think NL Rookie of the Year is some is int- pretty pretty intriguing. All right. And who's winning it for you? Yeah, I God. got... What's Michael Harris up to these days?
2: Is Dalton Varsho still a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: uh, only you would bring up, like, a mildly relevant... <laughs> James Altman's he, numbers not. are better than Michael Harris, therefore it is James Altman. <laughs> 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 he's, like, what, 20 games? Uh, I think... I think that Michael Harris deserves it. I think Spencer Strider will get it.
0: So Strider, Strider becomes the wild card in this because of what he's
1: been able to do. I mean, he's just, like, so, like, f- like he's such a fun guy to watch. Right. And then it just becomes a question of whether, like, a full season of 2-7 ERA ball is more or less valuable than a season of 900 OPS ball. And you have to just weigh that. And they're on the same team. Right. Which is just insanity.
0: Which, exactly, when you start like, oh, two of the names you just mentioned, oh, those are both Braves players. Oh, jeez.
1: Okay. Oh, God. The rich I mean, go I richer. think, I do think the narrative around Harris is stronger, because they can be like, oh, he's the hometown kid. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, narratives, narratives will continue to play a part in this.
1: I love, like, I love, like, with Rookie of the Year especially, like, I think narrative ball is so much fun. Like, with yeah. MVP, it's kind of infuriating, but with Rookie of the Year, it's like, if a guy puts up a storied career, who really cares whether he won Rookie of the If we're talking Michael Harris MVP, like Michael Harris Hall of Fame conversations in 25 years, who cares whether he wins Rookie of the Year now? Right. Like
0: It'll be intriguing stuff there. Joseph, tevi, your thoughts on Rookie of the Year in the NL? I have uh,
1: little...
3: Michael Hot Wheels <laughs> Harris <laughs> will lose to Spencer Strider. Just had to oh. throw Hot Wheels Harris for Diego, but... Strider has just been something else. Like it has clicked for him. And it's truly one of those, like, if you have MLB TV, you are gonna find Spencer Strider every time he's starting over most guys. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of it. Is like who do you want to see more? And I want to see Spencer Strider more. And that's not taken away from anything Harris has done. He took away the center field job from Acuna. And I never thought Acuna was gonna lose that position in the Braves what? outfield. That's yeah. how good
2: he's been it's just rare. yeah i just i i don't know i mean i care about the things i care about and that's pretty much the nl west and um i'm sure i'll change my tune when we face these guys in the playoffs and they, we just can't it's like, them and it's another randy <laughs> or rosa reina situation i'm just like nah you know um yeah i i both of those seem fine um i'm still you know a little bit bitter about the braves um getting anything nice but um <laughs> I, I, n- neither one of those would surprise okay, me. Okay,
1: you stole Freddie Freeman from them.
2: No, they dumped Freddie <laughs> Freeman, and we picked Uh-oh. him up. Uh-oh.
1: No, ad- was,
3: you're He's- both wrong. It was his agent that didn't yes. pass along that offer.
2: No, yeah, Hasn't that been disproven? Yeah, it's been disproven? It's been disproven. Oh he, it's been there disproven. was a lawsuit. There was a defamation yeah. suit. That guy just made it up. And he got, uh, and he he literally like get, released a statement saying, "Now that I've been served with the lawsuit, I see that what I said was untrue." No, they <laughs> replaced him. But here's the other thing: uh, Justin, Justin, I almost called him Timberlake. Justin Turner has been recruiting Freddie Freeman actively. Like every time he got on first base during uh, like the twenty twenty season, like every time he's like, "You should come play for us. You should come play for us. You should come play." It is a deep, it was a deep, deep move. And I don't know that anyone else would. I don't know that anybody else didn't recruit him at heart. But like a Doc and JT, and I think Mookie left like a wedding or somebody left a wedding to like Mookie left his own wedding. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know. There, there, we didn't. A... We didn't do any stealing. We did welcoming. We did yeah. Did... Yeah. weddings come and go, yeah. but yeah. the best
3: one, two, three in baseball history is forever. One,
2: two, three, four. Thank you. Everybody forgets about Will Smith. Freddie himself would remind you about Will Smith. Say,
1: how about that NL MVP race? <laughs> <laughs> way, to say, way to transition, Sam. But the other one I do want to talk about,
0: at least for sure, because I do think it's one of the closer ones. Still, is AL Cy has not really been determined. And, you know, you have a guy like Otani who really isn't talked about in the top four or top three. You really hear Justin Verlander, Shane Hand, Dylan Cease.
2: I mean, Cease, I think, appears on the top uh, most often. Um, he is the betting But Otani's got, you know, Otani does lead in wild pitches. So there's that.
1: Because um, <laughs> he lives on the wild side.
2: Yeah, he's he lives. He's is he effectively wild? I mean, he's pretty <laughs> effective, but he's pretty wild, so
0: <laughs> I think it's a tough conversation because you have guys like Verlander McClanahan who lost some ground because they were hurt for um, I mean, I it's, I it's hard to kind of what are the voters going to
1: care about at the end of the day? I don't know. See. I think we saw from the Robbie Ray win last year that mm-hmm. earned runs and innings pitched are really all that matter until it gets really close. And Verlander, on e- a pure ERA basis, is as close to McClanahan about as close as McClanahan is to Alec Manoa.
0: I do think at the end of the day, you know, one eight seven ERA
1: that'll probably it's one seven eight like or one seven eight. He's just electric. I don't care that he's injured. So and like, for as
3: good as Dylan Cease has been, I can't get over the fact that uh, those ten earned, unearned runs are just sitting there as like kind of an elephant. Okay, in the room. you watched
0: that Dodgers game though when he gave up. I a I did West see that. There. You know what I mean? We saw it.
3: Yeah, but if you're that good, you know, like you cap it at one or two.
1: Oh, oh, oh okay. I think thin. I think if I think the I think it should go to Verlander. I do think it will be Verlander. And yeah. I think then and I think he even fits the narrative like. Like he's like he's like oh he just came back from Tommy John at age thirty nine and he's tearing up him and he's tearing up the league just like he used to, like that's a great narrative. It still becomes the narrative thing.
0: I do think at the end of the day.
1: I mean, who is also
2: right now only four games behind Cease, which is I mean it is starting pitching, but that's not that's not wildly different, right. Um, and he's, he, his, his ERA starts with a completely different number and he's the only one in, in the AL who starts with that number right now. So he's actually,
1: the, he's the only one in major league baseball.
2: Yeah.
0: And I, I that's how I kind of look at it. Like, yeah, you can make a lot of different arguments, but at the end of the day, when your ERA starts with a one,
1: you're probably, I mean, run. even then, even if you like, like the old, old school voter, he, he leaves the AL and wins. He's so good that he fits the old school narrative. <laughs> right, so you're getting yeah. in there.
0: I, I I don't. I don't think it'll be particularly close either. I do think second and third between McClanahan and Cease will be close. I, mean, I like, do think, for as much as I'm the biggest Dylan Cease fan in the world, I do think it's probably going to be a Verlander run.
1: Yeah,
3: it's a Verlander win, but I would vote for Dylan Cease, despite what I just said about him. Like he's just been that good this year. I know. I <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna take a peek at the White Sox schedule and see. Uh,
1: I mean, yeah, see cause, what, like, what they're well, up the, against. The Saw Young, more than anything, is subject to change in the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, right. Yeah, like season ending today means nothing. Right.
2: I don't know what their rotations like but they're playing uh Cleveland and Detroit this week then uh, Minnesota San Diego and Minnesota again. I feel so... like
1: he I feel like he could get lit up one of those times if he faces Cleveland.
0: I think he's going to face I, I believe Minnesota, he's probably. on schedule to face Cleveland, Minnesota, San Diego. So,
1: one of those teams is going to blow him up. And the
2: Houston not has blow him up but like, Yeah. He's Houston not go has scoreless. Tampa, Baltimore the Diamondbacks, Tampa Phillies, so it's a pretty, pretty evenish schedule. I mean, how, how's Tampa? Actually, I haven't even checked in on Tampa. I, I do know. think though, if Tampa's, Verlander
0: has Tampa's
1: good and boring as per usual,
0: I mean, yeah, Verlander would bad. have to have a bad stretch there.
1: Is Verlander off the IL? I didn't check. Yes, he started. Mm-hmm. A- so he's
0: back. He would have to have a bad stretch there. I do. I I truly do think it's Verlander's
1: to lose. I mean. And I don't think
0: he's particularly. I
1: good will play. say, may as well if he wins this, may as well induct him into the Hall of Fame right now.
2: I mean, he's first round,
1: thirty nine. First,
2: first ballot, yeah. Um,
1: he's kind of. Fallen. I mean, if
2: his uh, the only thing really counting against him in my book is his well, twenty seventeen and his idiot brother, but those are those are all sentimental it's things. Like, it's like saying Mahomes <laughs> is bad <laughs> because his brother makes
1: Yeah,
2: except <laughs> his brother's really dumb, so. <laughs> um, that's what i'm saying it's all sentimental things there's on on paper he's he's i think
1: something that every great athlete has to accept is that their siblings will be gonna be idiots they're going to be annoying idiots and there's nothing they can do about it
2: yeah there's only so much good juice uh in the family and someone drinks it all when they get (laughs) paid
1: well ben verlander has made a career off of being justin verlander's brother so
2: yeah he got the idiot juice it's fine
1: well speaking of the Cy Young race, I have
3: to bring this up because my dad would kill me if I didn't this. There's a great this.
0: segue right there.
3: Yeah. Alcantara is probably going to win the National League Cy Young. Yeah. However, definitely. He has been pushing me since last year to push the Julio Urias Cy Young narrative. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I'm going to just bring it up here.
3: Make Do we think Urias him. has a chance?
1: He would have to be he if he plays, if he goes the rest of the season, no in runs. He has a shot. Here's my thing, too, though. When
2: you're
0: the number of innings you have pitched starts with a two. And then has two zeros after it. There are going to be a lot of people who credit you for being able to have over 200 innings and a 243 ERA.
1: So without Lentara, like if, 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 if Alcantara only went six every night, his ERA would start with a one.
0: Like, I, you're at that point where it's like, yes, Ole well, Arias, in a typical season, probably, I mean, even this season, he'll probably get some down val- valid votes. I just, I, I think that's it's kind funny. of the same thing with the Verlander argument, is that there are guys who are, you can spin a narrative, and Arias is one of them. You can spin a narrative, but it's probably not the most popular one, and that's kind of where it falls off.
1: I will say, I think the... Uh...
3: Because on a rate basis, Urias beats Alcantara and basically everything. And there you go. But Alcantara did just threw what is fourth or fifth complete game today? Yes. Fifth. So how can you really argue with that? You know what I mean? Dang in the it. age of pitchers don't pitch deep into games. Right. He's not only pitching deep into games, but doing it really, really well, too. But
2: if you know we're talking we're- about narratives, uh, we do have to remember the kerfuffle at the All-Star game when uh, Kershaw started over, over –
1: um and i think some writers are gonna
2: remember that and because that was the thing it was like let let kershaw have the asg he can win the cy young and i feel like it's been kind of everybody's been kind of sitting on that ever since unless he collapsed i mean i think when you guys said it it's his to lose um i think unless he absolutely collapses he's got it and he should because it's great urias is he's a phenomenal pitcher i'm so glad he's pitching for us um, but he's also part of a, an outstanding rotation who, I mean, if you look at the leaderboard, there's a lot of, there's a lot of other Dodger pitchers in those top tens, um, for various things, the good ones, not the bad ones. And, um, it, it, I think, I think the part of it too, is that he is one guy in a fantastic rotation. If he was on another team where everybody else was garbage and he could have a standout season as compared to his other starters, that might be a different narrative but his i guess like blessing and curse is that he's got on a team with Gonzalon and kershaw and well maybe not kershaw as much but you know tyler anderson these win narratives and things like that he didn't get run support in a couple games so he don't have, doesn't have as many wins but like that that talking about the narrative sandy has that locked up um he also has what three more war than Urias, which whether or not you believe in war, um, it's around about that. Like, that's I, I think it's his I, again. I, you know, I'm a homer, I will absolutely throw a Dodger player on the top of the list at any moment for any reason, for no reason. Um, but I think Sandy's got it. You can make
3: it. the argument too that Urias is not even the best pitcher on, on that staff because God's I mean, if be hadn't one been injured, be, or supposed to be the second place finisher for the longest yeah. time before he went down yeah I mean, but i mean I
2: think... the the other part of it is the dodgers don't play for the individual awards right like that's the big deal we've had we've we've had multiple picture pitchers pulled with with no hitters going i think kershaw has been pulled twice with no hitters go- going now and that's not what it's about it's about the the whole narrative um that's not to say that um you know other teams don't play that way but like you know Miami is not got a lot of other things going for it. You know, and so it's it it's a it's a better story. And again, it's writers who vote for these. So I think I think just the the, the numbers support the narrative here. Very. strongly. I think there's
1: there will never be a good narrative around the Dodger winning on winning an award because there you can never ma- you
0: just stirring the pot. Just well, no, I I, I do agree with that
3: pot. because that 2017 team before that incredible collapse in september was going to be one of the greatest teams ever and no one in that team finished top five in mvp yeah, voting exactly, that year
1: you can never make the argument that a dodgers that a dodgers player single-handedly propelled their team to the playoffs no one player on that team made them get to the playoffs mookie Betts isn't there they're still, yes, a good, but... they're, still they're still a great team no Trey turner great team no julius great team like There's no, I mean, eval- scoring over there.
2: <laughs> no, I just with- Oh, go ahead. I think uh, Justin Turner should win the Roberto Clemente Award, but other than that, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Roberto Clemente Award. When do they announce that? End of the year? Uh, think- it's not out. It's <laughs> voting's happening right now. and well, I think, I think it's at the World did-
3: Series. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah probably that's that right. sounds
2: about right. That's right. And I just um, realized I didn't vote for him today, so I'm going to go do that real quick.
3: Look at you.
0: <laughs> While to be votes, NL MVP and AL Rookie of the Year, we haven't touched those yet. Do you want to talk about both of those briefly as we head towards the end here? AL wow. Rookie of the Year, anyone got a favorite? Who's Adley there? Rushman.
3: I, I love Julio Rushman Rodriguez, Rushman but Rushman is... has been, like, incredible Rushman at, like, is... the most premier defensive position in baseball.
1: I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, I think Rushman should win it, but I think, like, you're kind of discounting J-Rod. Like, he is just... Julio Rodriguez is like, he, in a normal year, he should win it. Like, that's a fair argument. There is not, like, this is a very rare year where there are two, like, I think generational talents rookies at the same time.
0: That's a fair argument.
1: And I really think that's a situation where who really cares who wins it? No. It's a, they're both going to be really, really good for a very long time.
3: And they're probably not going to win any MVPs because they're in the same league as Shohei Ohtani and Mike yep. Trout. <laughs> exactly.
1: Better question is, when, does, when will Mike Trout ever decline? Will he be 40? Will he be 50? Who knows?
0: Let's round it out with NL MVP. Tevi, you have any thoughts?
2: I mean, Freddie Freeman. Come on. I'm kidding. I, I, I'm kidding. I I, you, know, you know, feel- again, again, I, guys, I'm kidding. I Again, I just... Uh, i i don't i i don't care as much about individual individual awards is, like this i think it's it's great to highlight players who are you know on teams that aren't necessarily contributing as much um in the postseason but i you know i
1: <laughs> uh yeah. paul goldschmidt, goldschmidt
2: is- i mean it's gold it's, it's goldschmidt probably yeah
3: Joseph. as a person who has nightmares about Paul Goldschmidt in a Diamondbacks uniform <laughs> once a week, I am glad he is finally getting the rich recognition that he quite frankly deserves.
0: Just not on the Diamondbacks anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like kind of like
1: it's kind of like, like like me being a Reds fan seeing like Castillo and Suarez on the Mariners it's like good for you. You're on a good team now. You go go help win the World Series. We believe <laughs> in you.
0: Don't let me remember all those days he used to pitch for us not bad. <laughs> but yeah so that kind of rounds out our um talk. i'm sure things will change because i mean we had some of these conversations a lot of these are still they can go one way or another especially when it's pitching based in the judge Otani case and in the al sayo race i'm very curious to see how the narrative spin and i think it will make for some exciting stuff as the season ends but as we start to wrap up here we we'll kind of end with our final segment. Some final thoughts from each of our um, from our panelists here. Usually we do like a what to watch for a segment. It's kind of the same thing, except we can only talk about so much on a podcast and everyone wants to talk about, has something to talk about that sometimes just doesn't make it on there. And that's what we're running out our final thoughts with. So, Tavi, we'll start with you.
2: Sorry, what was the question?
0: <laughs> <thought>. Justin Turner.
2: <laughs> <Final thoughts. laughs> I'm a bad person. Final thoughts on the end of the season?
0: No, your final thoughts on what you wanted to say to end this. And it starts with D and ends with Price.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so uh, uh, David Price. This is a high quality. Look, for guys, the game started again. We're playing against the dungeon. I'm terrified someone's going to slide and break their leg.
0: Emmy-nominated the material is what
2: goes on on this podcast everybody yeah hey actually uh i did work on an emmy winning film uh chip and dale rescue rangers well you're gonna need to save
0: us on this one too uh
2: so yeah david price announced that he was retiring um it's not a huge surprise i know it was a real struggle for him to come back after the 2020 season he is dodger legend um because he paid minor leaguers in a time when major league baseball was refusing to so he's he's he, he's on he's on he's in my good book uh for sure he also did um during pandemic did a lot of work in the nashville community he also uh i don't know if you guys know this is very active with the nashville stars which is a um initiative to try and get a major league baseball team into nashville um nashville tennessee hmm.
0: I don't
2: know that. um i'm very excited about that. Uh, I know he's not the only player who is involved, but he is involved. He definitely has donated that. Um, in in conjunction with this, because there's not an actual team, they also do a lot of outreach in the community, uh, youth outreach, baseball community, especially within the Black community. The Nashville Stars, I believe, is named after a Negro League's team. Um, so they they have a, a focus on on that community. And and um, I mean, Mookie Betts and David Price both both came from from Nashville. So there's definitely talent to be found there. Um, I just think he's, um, I know he had a rough go of it at Boston, um, And, you know, I think he would, he has said that he, you know, was, was kind of contentious back, but you know, it's Boston. So what do you, what do you do? I think he's probably enjoyed his time in LA. I really, 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 really want to send him home with a ring. Um, And I think this is the team that's certainly capable of doing it, but I think baseball is going to going to miss David price. But I also think David price is going to stay active in baseball. I'd, I'd love to see him come back and, you know, have a have a Magic Johnson esque role in a in a Nashville uh, uh, professional team expansion, either moves or expansion team. Um, I don't know if the A's would move there or not. They're they're looking to get out of town, so maybe. But no,
1: they're going to I, Vegas.
2: I, they're very low on the list. I, Nashville's very low on the. It, it's always mentioned when 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 they're doing the deep cuts, but I think it. I think expansion team is much more more likely. But uh, I think you know David Price might be done on the mound, but I think he's definitely not done with baseball, and that I'm really excited to see what his next chapter is.
0: Yeah, and congratulations to David Price on this retirement, Sam. Your thoughts? Your final thoughts?
1: Uh, I say that we neglected to mention that Albert Pujols is still destroying baseballs. Yup. He has 698 home runs. (sighs) We will likely
0: be on one of the next two weeks of this podcast be discussing a player who hit their 700th home run, and it will
1: probably be one of the last times we do it. Like, I think then, I think... The next guy who I think has any remote kind of shot to get even close is like, I don't know, like maybe Aaron Judge if he plays till he's 45. Like,
0: again, it's it's a wild thing that we will get to talk about. And I, it's talked about so much, it's almost like at the same time, it feels like it's not talked about enough. It, it's like in such a weird,
1: like, this hasn't happened since what, like 2000 and like whenever Barry Bonds hit number 700. It's a big, it's a big deal. Exactly. Like, like, sure. It's a, it's a big deal when someone hits 500. It's like 700. Like that is like, yeah, of course. Albert Pujols should, I don't know what Albert Pujols should get for hitting 700, but he should get something.
3: I'll be in left field at Dodger Stadium if he hit 699 before the series in Los Angeles next weekend. For all I three think...
1: games, going to try and catch 700. I do think players. there should be an old man of the year award. I
2: They're mean,
1: the best the one, player One over... award
2: that we didn't talk about is comeback player of the year. I think maybe Goldschmidt also wins that. What
1: do you mean? It's going to Berliner. Or... Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I, if there's a sentimental vote, I think maybe pool but that's a very sentimental vote. He
1: <laughs> came back from adverse. <laughs> from his 200 plus million dollar contract to be league average and hit some home runs what an inspiration
3: survived the Anaheim angels
1: <laughs> oh my god he has a 143 ops plus didn't even realize that
2: he's good i wonder i wonder how many walks he racks up between now and then like how many intentional walks? Like mean, again, they're, like they're, we've brought this up before. but you don't want to be the guy, right? Like you don't want to be I think that someone is, someone in the next ball. couple
1: of days is gonna groove pitches for him so he so he can get into six ninety nine. Yeah, I mean like I don't know. Well, you don't intentionally walk out of pool holes. You just don't.
2: Yeah, I think that's how you get like jumped in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> you're not only robbing him of it you're also robbing the, the players of the chance to say i was there or the, the fans of a chance to like say if you're I like answer.
1: anna if you're some mediocre starting pitcher let's say you're anna i know i know he doesn't play anymore. let's say you're mike leak just signed by a major league team come back and play baseball are you like i'm gonna intentionally walk barry bonds like no not Barry bonds abberpools so of course you intentionally walk bonds but you know right, right. it's like am i back Yes. Yeah. You, were, you, were, you left?
2: I thought you were just being very contemplative.
0: No, I was frozen. All right. Way to keep the conversation going to
3: end it there. Love it. But, Joseph, your final thoughts. I think one thing that kind of unifies everything we've been talking about today is we really need to appreciate this season of baseball we have. Because it could go down, quite frankly, as one of the greatest seasons of baseball ever played. You have the Dodgers putting in their chance to be the greatest team to ever play, going through an entire gauntlet in the National League playoffs this October. Uh, Albert Pujols will hit career home run number 700 this year. Mike or Shohei Otani versus Aaron Judge may be the greatest MVP race we have ever seen. And there is so much young talent, so much fun talent around the game. And just everything that has happened this season it's going to be one we will talk about years down the line, and but I just even want this to, wild to appreciate it while it's Yeah, here. yeah like, even it feels- the wild
2: card race has been like neck and neck and neck. It's there's there's been excitement. Seattle the will
3: have it's- playoff baseball for the first time in 21 years. <laughs> I don't goodness. want to go to Safeco Fields <laughs> if I'm an opposing. Hey, team. that's
1: that's T-Mobile Park to you. Mobile Park. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Either way, it's it, you're very correct in the fact that yes, this is a year where we're talking about a lot of things that we don't tend to get to talk about, and it's pretty exciting to get to do that.
1: Well, like, I feel like last year was very, like, oh, yeah, wow, Shohei Otani's gonna win this MVP, and like, whatever, like, right, the award race intrigue just wasn't there last year,
0: and I think you're kind of finally starting to see, and it's kind of like. My final thought is you're starting to see what it really would take to dethrone a perennial Shohei Ohtani MVP. It's a 60-something season, home run season from a player such as Aaron Judge, which, again, says a lot about Ohtani, says a lot about the year Judge is having. And to Joseph's point, says a lot about the year of baseball we're getting this year, which has been Mm
2: -hmm. phenomenal. I think the off season and where where Otani lands is going to be wild as well. That will be. He's a wild got a, he's got an arbitration year I think left, but uh, he's probably out of. Out
1: yeah. Right. Oh yeah, Shohei Otani does not want to continue to be a Los Angeles Angel. They got to get
3: something for him before.
0: Oh well, yeah,
1: home. everyone forgets Aaron Judge is a free agent after this year.
3: <laughs> Future San Francisco Giant Aaron Judge can't wait to hate him. We've got. I mean, uh, oh, that's
2: that's another he scandal that happened. Going- they were selling Dodgers merch inside uh, Oracle Park uh, this weekend. Like, there's a guy inside Oracle Park selling completely like Dodger hats, Dodger everything, and uh, the rumors so that they can afford Aaron Judge. But you know what? More power to him. Go for it.
0: <laughs> God. That's up for an
3: exciting offseason.
0: He probably. is
1: going to make so much money on a seven-year deal.
3: Yeah. Your San Francisco trade four tech bros to the New York Yankees <laughs> and the salary should be equivalent.
2: I mean, like they haven't really spent a lot of money there. They've no, been no, very no. conservative. They have been no. and all their, all their veterans are gone. They've got a lot of young dudes who are still under, under con, uh, control, contract control. It's not okay. a, it's Why? not a stupid move. It's it would be a smart move for them to, to try and do that. Not and Sanf- then we've got Soto to the South and judge to the North and, The Dodgers are going to be tired again next year.
1: (laughs) I think it's like going to be like the San Francisco Giants have actually sold the team.
2: (laughs) I don't know if we talked about that or not, but did you hear that they're the first MLB team to hire a wine sommelier?
1: Did not hear that.
2: That is the thing that happened.
1: I heard that, but you know.
2: Yeah, well, if you read my weekly column about the West, you'll know that that was the most interesting thing they did like last week. Um, but uh, yeah, so well, there's some money be, there. Yeah. They're courting the expensive bros. There's money to be had. Um, That's
3: Wine moms just sell live, laugh, love merch in the Giants colors, and you don't have enough money in no time. Here for it, Aaron
1: Judge. Done so. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know those tech bros and those wine moms. It's all San Francisco. Really
0: energy. financing everything. Yeah. It's
1: Dude, just if they tech... just
2: added a, if they just added a kink night, that would be the San Francisco trifecta. Oh my
0: God. What a way to end this one. I don't know how to segment out of this. That's gonna do it for us. Um what a way to end it. Uh thank to you, you as always to everyone who listens. And you get to see you take it to the end and you get to hear something different every week. Uh, make sure to tune in follow along with us diamond underscore digest is the twitter handle diamond.digest is the instagram we do our sunday night watch parties we've got tiktok now which someone smarter and cooler than me is running um and they're doing a phenomenal job at it then make sure of course to watch out for our weekly articles diamond-digest.com it's where you can find all of our fabulous writers have has her weekly nl west segment that goes out make sure to take a look at that if you're interested And for Sam, Joseph, and Tavi, this is Jordan signing off in one of the weirdest ways possible. It is harder and harder to segment from segment to segment with you guys. But always enjoy. (laughs) Hope you all enjoyed. Thanks, as always, for listening and supporting. Take care, and we'll talk to you next week.